Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank, which just happens to be the best bank in Georgia. Now, I'm not saying that, just making that up. That's the results of a survey that got done by TimeMagazine'sMoney.com. So there you go. Um, what I would suggest to you is go to RenaissanceBank.com and find one of their local offices and give them a call. And I think what you'll find once you sit down and visit with someone there is they're big enough to handle pretty much any need, any need you can throw at them small enough to do it in a personal way. That's what I found with me and the folks that I work with. So uh, uh, check them out, Renaissance Bank, Understanding You, member FDIC. Now I want to welcome Andy Williams. Andy is the Executive Director of Visit Roswell. Andy, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me on. Always appreciate it. Welcome back. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, for those... uh, Two or three people that don't know about Visit Roswell, <laughs> let's uh, bring them up to speed. How are you serving folks out there? Yeah, so uh, the, the simple way is we are the tourism promoters for the city of Roswell. Uh, we're 100% funded from the hotel motel tax, so when visitors stay in any of our uh, lodging partner hotels, um, a portion of that that tax um, actually goes and is restricted and goes to um, Visit Roswell to promote the uh, the city. And so, uh, you know, in our interest, we, we like to – what's called put heads in beds, uh, keep the hotels as packed as possible, and secondarily get people out in the community, um, spending money in the restaurants, the retailers, attending special events, um, taking in all of our nature-based activities, touring a historic home, anything that a visitor would like to do. We like to keep them um, in market and keep them coming back. Absolutely. And, you know, things are exploding in Roswell. I mean, let's just say that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, with, you can't really uh, uh, do it justice by just a few statements, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we, we really come to be known for our, our culinary and our dining scene, uh, particularly in the Canton street area. But I mean, we've got a number of different partners that are doing very well, um, all across the different geographical areas of the community. Um, you know, from the east side over to the west side, kind of however you want to look at it. Um, but also, we're really excited. We've got some new developments that are um, in progress right now that have kicked off. Um, west Alley is going to bring in a 125-room Kempton Hotel. It's going to be our first upper upscale hotel in the downtown area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also going to have office space, green space, um, retail component to it as well. Uh, but that's, that's you know, an asset that's really sorely been missing. Um, and then across the street, off uh, Alpharetta Highway is Southern Post, and that's also going to be a combination of kind of, you know, live, work, play, mixed use, um, um, also features a hotel too. So for us, it's just an avenue of business that we're now going to be able to pursue that we've never really had the opportunity to, to go after because that didn't exist. So we're excited about it. That's awesome. Uh, so let's, you've had a big event here recently, or big development, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, 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 events are that's the wrong word for you because you you're you're really talking about events uh mm-hmm. both in person and otherwise but you've had a big development here recently and uh the you've acquired a mobile visitor center what is a mobile visitor center well yeah it's a good question because it's fairly new <laughs> i feel like we've kind of uh, we're at the initial process of what probably is going to gain a lot of popularity and i think we're going to see a lot of um 
DMOs and organizations like ours do this moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, long story short, you know, we formally operated out of the uh, the visitor center, which was a physical structure in our town square area. Um, and the bottom line was we weren't getting the foot traffic that, I, in our opinion, we needed to be getting. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a combination of things, but primarily, you know, I think people have an immense amount of resources at their fingertips, uh, a lot of technology. They're able to do a lot of research ahead of time. Um, and by the time they get to a destination, they've really mapped out what they want to do. Sure. And so for us, um, you know, at the end of the day, when we service visitors that are in market, we want to make sure we're talking to all different kinds of people that are, that are in town doing different things. And we really weren't getting that in the visitor center. I mean, we started tracking the numbers and realized we were getting like 50 people a month and that's a low number. And then we, we joke, um, you know, when half of those are FedEx and UPS delivery drivers, <laughs> maybe we need to go back and kind of look in the mirror and figure out what, what we need to be doing a little bit differently. So, right. um, you know, the, the idea of the mobile visitor center started way back. Uh, we started initial conversations with our board of directors, um, not too long after I started back in 2019. Um, but really the pandemic kind of expedited us looking into this situation because mm-hmm. if we're going to do this thing and totally reinvent the model, let's might as well do it when everything's already shaken up, you know? Sure. And um, so the idea would be that we, you know, raise the funds to purchase this mobile visitor center that is totally customized, that allows us to be nimble and to get that thing out into the community all over the place each week, um, equally representing different uh, tourism areas of the city and different product. And um, so, you know, we, we kicked that process off, started reaching out to potential sponsors, partners, and, um, you know, I can certainly go through the process of it because it was uh, an extensive process. But um, here we are, you know, fast forward to the launch of this thing. And it's going to be a mobile visitor center that allows us to get information to, into the hands of people who are truly here, you know, visiting the destination um, that we can intercept. You know, it's kind of another way we like to say it's um, we're not necessarily waiting for people to come to us. We're mm-hmm. going out and intercepting them and trying to be influential to them uh, to have those good conversations that previously weren't happening. Right. That's awesome. Uh, How did the idea come about? The idea came about, I think, when we realized that there are a lot of different people in town doing various activities, but just because they're participating in one activity, it doesn't mean they know about other aspects of the destination. So, for Mm -hmm. example... Somebody might come in and, um, you know, choose to spend the day out on the river, but they might not know about the restaurants we have to offer. They may not know about our special events uh, facilities or the Computer Museum of America or the Chattahoochee Nature Center Um, and vice versa. You know, people that are visiting those other areas may not know about the river or, you know, that there's a brewery on the east side across Holcomb Bridge um, and 400. So for us, it uh, the idea was all about mobilizing and really just kind of getting into different areas. And um, it started out, we wanted to kind of do some market research to see, is this even feasible? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are people going to take to it? Or are we going to be able to really engage? And we honestly, we just started with like a 10 by 10 foot um, pop-up tent mm. that we kind of activated. And um, what we what we realized is, wow, we're actually really getting in, in touch with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, our engagement's increased, um, you know, the numbers like 664%. Um, but what it told us was, okay, people really are engaging when we're in these different locations. It is yeah. getting us in front of a lot of different people and we are having more meaningful conversations. And so um, at the end of the day, once we saw the success in that, that's when we kind of took a step back and say, okay, 
this is really something that's going to work for us. Now let's take it to that next level and really pursue the actual purchase of the vehicle and the customization of the vehicle that's going to allow us to do really what we want to do. So, um, you know, here we are with it and uh, we're learning. We've been through a pretty extensive process, um, but at this point, I, I tell people we could write a book on it for sure. <laughs> I'm sure you could. Uh, so is this one of a kind thing? I mean, is this, are you the first of in Georgia or or beyond, because this is really sounds like a unique idea. Yeah, it's an interesting question. I'll, I'll say mobile visitor centers are certainly not a new thing. Um, you can Google them and you see that there are a lot of different convention of visitors bureaus that have them. I would say most often than not, they're really used for special events more than anything. So um, DMOs will take them out to, you know, farmers markets and special events and things of that nature. Um, and a lot of them are, they're kind of like travel trailers in style. Like you actually hook them up to a hitch on a gotcha. truck and you have to back them up. Um, you know, I, the, the, the way we approached it is we are fully shifting to mobile services. Uh, we have not found anybody that, that, has, has chosen to go that route yet. I think um, there are several different CVBs that kind of offer a hybrid. They still have a, a physical visitor center. Um, and then some of them utilize mobile services kind of on a case-by-case -case basis. Uh, we're shifting fully to it. Um, wow. So the idea is it, it really becomes our visitor services that we provide information um, to those visitors in market. And the idea is we're going to have this thing out in the community Wednesday through Sunday, um, we have our information specialist, which we call our street team specialist, working in four-hour shifts. They are strategically um, set at locations, uh, ideally based around peak traffic time. So, for example, if it's at a brewery, we want to get in front of the brewery, uh, you know, the crowd when when the most people are there. Sure. If it's at a, an evening concert, well, we're gonna you know make sure that they're there from six o'clock to you know nine or ten, depending on. Um, you know, the duration of the event. So um, I would say mobile visitor centers certainly aren't new. Shifting fully to the the mobile model is something that's new. And I, I do think, um, as I mentioned earlier, more CVBs are going to begin to go that route. Folks, we're here chatting with Andy Williams. Andy is the executive director of Visit Roswell, which is the uh, uh, CVB of Roswell, Roswell, Georgia. Uh, you know, it strikes me that this is such a big change. Mm -hmm. And I understand what you're saying about folks weren't coming into the physical uh, center. Mm -hmm. I get that. But um, to go all the way mobile, right. th that took courage, right? I mean... It's it's a jump and it's a yeah. risk and it's something I think it's a, it is funny because when you look back on it, I mean we we did this from concept to completion. We had to figure out how to raise the funds for this and how uh -huh. to communicate that to stakeholders, and then we really had to like do the research on how do we outfit this thing with commercial shelving. And there's mm -hmm. all kinds of different customizable shelving options. Uh, we learned about inverter generators. We learned about uh, you know how to wrap it, uh, wrap it, and what the graphics needed to look like. What kind of PA system was appropriate? But even more so than that are our staff going to be able to, to quickly set those things up and activate the space, you know, and there are a lot of moving parts to it. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think we, we simply put, we looked at two things. Um, are we going to be able to achieve it? And is it going to produce results? Right. You know, is it the right thing to do, but is it going to actually, you know, show us the results that we want to see? Sure. Um, the answer to those two questions unequivocally. Yes. It's, it's the right thing to do. It is a jump. It's a little bit of a risk, uh, but we had the team in place, honestly, to, to tackle it from the get-go. And um, I mean, it dominated, you know, our lives for the, the past two months. Um, but the really great thing I think about this is we've had a lot of different CVBs and other partners from around the state, even around the Southeast that have reached out to us that have said, 
man, we really want to do this. We are just intimidated and don't know where to, to begin. Right. And what this has done, it's allowed us to go through that process for those partners. Um, and yes, I mean, we, we learned things along the way for sure, but now we know how to go about doing this. We know what's worked well, things to avoid. And I think for us, you know, to go back and to, to kind of educate and be there as a resource for those partners that are interested, uh, interested in doing this is just a big deal because, um, we're going to be able to take a lot of that stress off their shoulders and really kind of walk them through how to do this. Because at the end of the day, hospitality industry is pretty tight knit as big as it is. And we want each other to succeed no matter what. Sure. So how did, let's talk about the money piece of it, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm sure is an obstacle for any CVB. How, how did you overcome that obstacle? Well, yeah, I think we, you know, the, the big thing we wanted to do um, was give deliverables that the different partners wanted to see. We, we didn't just want to go out there and ask for money, mm-hmm. um, right? I mean, that's kind of everybody is in the process of, of whether you're fundraising or putting on a special event or, or raising money for a product. It typically comes down to you know, are you going to give me this amount for, for example, to have my logo associated on it? We, we really kind of took it beyond that. We said, okay, what's important to you? And uh, of course, yes, you are going to get your logo on this vehicle for, for kind of added exposure. But um, for example, we gave them access based on the tier that they sponsored, um, access to dedicated e-blast and newsletters. We give them the opportunity to come out and work on site with us, which is really cool. So mm. if we're at an event or in a park that's got a good amount of traffic, um, we give them the opportunity to kind of engage with some of those visitors to get their brand awareness out there. Um, and really those tiers were, were structured, obviously top tier, highest investment, more deliverables, um, down to some where it was a smaller amount, uh, that only got your, you know, your, your logo on the vehicle or your name listed. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it was still very important. Some of the lowest sponsors, for example, allowed us to go out and buy the generator, allowed Mm. us to put that toward the commercial shelving. Um, you know, obviously the the big money piece was the actual purchase of the vehicle itself, but, um, you know, some of those, those smaller tiered sponsors really, allowed us to, to trick this thing out the way we wanted it to do. And we thought it would take about a, you know, two months to kind of raise the amount of funds we wanted. In about a week and a half, we had the bulk of the money raised, wow. which allowed us to really kick it in gear and, and figure out how to, uh, to make this thing exactly what we wanted it to be. So couldn't, couldn't be any more appreciative of those sponsors that came through. Yeah. They were voting with their pocketbook on this idea. That's, that's, that's- that's awesome. True. Congratulations Thank on that, you. Andy. Um, so when did the, the uh, mobile visitors, visitor center hit the road? So it actually hit the road. Gosh, it would have been Monday of last week. Um, I don't know what the date is right at the beginning of March, pretty much. Okay. Um, and we actually, we had a, a, a reception with our mayor and council and our board of directors. And that was really the first showcase. Um, mm-hmm. it was really funny because we cut the ribbon on it and, um, and, you know, allowed people access to check it out, ask questions, really see it for the first time. Um, but truthfully about 30 minutes before that reception kicked off, I was sitting in the warehouse of the graphic, the wrap installer waiting for them to put the last panel on. <laughs> no kidding. Twirling my fingers wondering, no. are we going to be able to make it on time to do this thing that we that we're going to be rolling out? Um, no pressure or anything, right? No pressure. Yeah. It was crazy. And it was raining that day. Oh, um, wow. But it was just, you know, wouldn't have expected anything less. You know, it's always an exciting time. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, of course, in the tourism industry with what we've been through, it's just another thing, <laughs> another yeah. obstacle we got to get through. <laughs> yeah. I guess as much as you've been through in the tourism industry, that was a small thing in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, right? It, so. You know, it, it, a little hiccup, but I mean, the end result, 
we knew was going to be positive. So uh, yeah. much worse situations to be in. <laughs> For sure. So how's the reaction been in the community so far? Reaction's been great. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, the partners, I think the visitor engagement we've had with it, just being out, um, you know, this past week, uh, first of all, it's it's definitely a talking point. People mm-hmm. are like, what in the world is this? What, <laughs> this is cool. Yep. And then they come up. And of course, at that point, we've got them. You know, we're talking sure. to them. Um, but as far as the community is concerned, um, you know, I would say overwhelming majority positive feedback. Uh, people are excited about it. People are really just excited to see it roll down the street. You know, yeah. it gives them a sense of pride too, whether it's a local business owner or resident. I mean, you know, this is their community that's being represented. And mm-hmm. this is allowing us to showcase to visitors uh, what makes the things about our community in which they reside so great. So um, there is a sense of pride that we've seen. And um, again, I, th- I think we're going to start to see this all over um, different destinations throughout not only the state, but real- I think throughout the country soon. You've talked to Andy about how you decide where the, the, uh, the, the mobile center will go. Mm-hmm. So once people get a chance to go inside, what, are the, what will they find? Well, and it's interesting too. So we're activating the space, I would say more around it. We treat the vehicle itself, you know, it's a giant billboard, uh, for example, right? and it's really cool how we've got it customized. Um, So the the back of it's really kind of built out more for hauling guides, retail, uh, visitors guides, partner collateral. We've got a 55 inch TV um, that currently sits inside in the window. We're actually about to have it installed off the roof. So when we roll the door out, the TV is going to be right smack um, front and center. That oh, we'll wow. be able to, yep. But the PA system, table, the retail rack, everything's, um, is really going to be activated on the exterior. And th- th- we're doing that intentionally. The, the purpose is, well, twofold with COVID, we know a lot of people aren't wanting to come into confined spaces. So right. that's why we chose to do it. But also our information specialists, their job is to really get out there and engage people. So we want them on the exterior of the vehicle, um, you know, getting people to, to have discussions with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really neat. You know, we, we play music with it at, for evening events. We've got really cool led up lighting, um, that just, uh, really makes it pop and, and is definitely, uh, draws you in all kinds of different colors. We've got strobe effects that we can put on it. Um, and so, you know, the idea too is it's a big vehicle, but it's actually pretty easy to navigate. Mm-hmm. So once you drive it a couple of times, you get a kind of a feel for how it handles. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cool thing about it, they can roll up into a parking space or a coned off area and in 10 minutes have this thing fully activated, ready to go. Oh, wow. That's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Um, so metrics now I know, um, you've got a board that wants to see some metrics. How, how do those work? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, how do you track them and, mm-hmm. and what, what is, I know it's too early to know, you know, what the results of it are, but what are you expecting? I guess maybe is the way to answer, ask the question. Yeah, I think, well, it's a, and it's a great question too, because, you know, the, the number one mission of the CVB is marketing and sales. Right. So our goal is to get people to come here through the paid advertising that we do, um, lead generation opportunities through working with group business. Uh, I would honestly say visitor services is secondary. Um, you know, our number one goal is to drive transient business into the community. But we also recognize, hey, we need to facilitate some of those engagements and, and um, different types of conversations with the people who are here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I go back to, we, we've seen that 660% um, uptick since we've mobilized, but also it's important to note, we don't just count anybody. If somebody walks by and throws their hand up and says, Hey, that doesn't get counted as an engagement. Mm-hmm. A true engagement that we count is somebody that's actually asking about information or mm-hmm. a recommendation or needs advice on, you know, parking. Um, somebody we're really, we're really going to be able to influence. And, um, 
And even with that increased amount, that amount directly reflects those true engagements. So I think the metrics have already proven themselves. And I think what's great to know is that we're not just counting anybody that, that walks by. These are mm. true conversations that are happening. Um, but at the end of the day, the ultimate goal is that, you know, anecdotally, we know the person that only was here to, to grab coffee um, is now sending a wedding lead, you know, to his or her niece or nephew because we had a conversation and they learned about a special events venue that we have. Right. So uh, those are the, the ideal things that we would like to be able to track. But more so than anything, when we talk about visitor services, it's just about being a resource for people and, and helping people out while they're on site. For sure. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, your job, as you say, is to put heads in beds, as the old saying goes. I've got to think, though, that this uh, uh, touring billboard, as you, as you mm-hmm. say, billboard on wheels for Roswell, I would, I've got to believe there's a benefit to the economic development side of and what Steve Stroud and his folks are up to. I mean, when, mm-hmm. when you got a company in town and they see this, this, uh, mobile visitor center drive by, that's got to be valuable. When you bring up a good point too, because you know, the, the, the different types of companies that Steve works on, for example, and we work together very closely every single day. Sure. So we're, and you know, we, we say tourism is economic development. I mean, the, the two go hand in hand. I mean, we're, we're talking about influencing economic vitality, you know, through what both of our organizations are doing. But the great thing about this new resource and the fact that it is mobile is we can roll up to a company headquarters one day. We can go to the double tree that's having a corporate event, uh, you know, with folks from out of town that need access to information. Yeah. Um, this doesn't limit us. And in, in mm-hmm. fact, it makes it to where we are totally able to go out and kind of be wherever we want to be. And for us, I think being able to look at what are some of those kind of uh, wild card options that most welcome centers or CVBs really don't touch. This gives us an opportunity to touch those. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and particularly in working with Roswell Inc., you know, that's where we have access to some resources we may not have known about. Um, and it will get us in front of those people. So we're, we're excited about what's going to happen. And, um, I think the best is certainly yet to come, especially once we really get kind of good at what we're doing with it. Wow. Great, great work here from Andy Williams. Uh, he, he and his team at visit Roswell do great work, uh, folks for, uh, the city of Roswell and, uh, and its residents, you know, Andy, talk about some of the places. I mean, we're, we're sitting here doing this show in March of 2022. So there's a whole lot of plans you've got out into the future, but Mm -hmm. just in general, let's talk about some of the places that, that folks will be able to see this, this, uh, mobile visitor center. Absolutely. Appreciate you asking that question Mm -hmm. too, because, um, we've seen great success in our parks, Mm -hmm. um, very high performing in the park system with a combination of both visitors and residents. I think it's even shown us, man, there are a lot of people that come from out of town that actually visit our parks and whether it's walking or jogging or hiking or, you know, for programming, uh, we've been able to get in front of a lot of different people there. Um, our historic homes, we rotate, you know, throughout Barrington hall, Bullock hall, um, Smith plantation, uh, certainly an opportunity for mimosa hall, so those historic assets, um, you know, and the history buffs that want to learn more about those types of things, look forward to getting out in front of those. Um, certainly special events. I mean, obviously the breweries, uh, wine markets are always going to be a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I would say kind of marrying the two, you know, if we're going to be at a location one week, is there an, a special event that we kind of want to tie into that too? So uh, you'll see, you know, the, um, the visitor center at the Roswell Wine Festival. You'll see it at Roswell Moves, which is an open streets event, which is all about, you know, getting kids out on their skateboards and bikes and they close Mm -hmm. down Canton street and it's very family friendly. Um, but you'll, we'll, we'll be all over the place. Um, the the ultimate goal is that 
people are going to see this thing everywhere and they're going to know exactly what it is as soon as they see it round and uh, round in the corner. Um, but you know, numbers are nice. It's all about, you know, the more mm-hmm. we can get in front of the better, but quality is equally as important because we want to make sure the conversations we have are, are really what are going to um, lead to again, those additional visits and transactions. Sure. You know, you said something there that uh, is interesting that, you're learning a lot more about the folks who engage with you. You're talking about the, the folks who use the parks and mm-hmm. a lot of those from being out, out of town. Uh, and I didn't think about that as we were uh, preparing for this interview, but uh, you're getting a lot more data, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, in terms of the of the, the visitors to Roswell. Right. It's interesting, too. And we, we compare that data to what we track on our website, too. And we're actually about to roll out um, another platform call it that tracks visitors to the town uh, to the city from beyond 50 miles mm. so we take a look at all those things and we look at who's actually coming who's coming to the website and is there a correlation and then of course who are we seeing on site um you know it's been very telling i'll tell you we get everybody from all across the. i mean it's it's insane we we know for example we've got a lot of the younger crowd who are perhaps not making as much money at this point in their life uh, we do have the families the gen xers uh you know the millennials who now um, have decent incomes and, and, you know, obviously their activities are tailored on that discretionary spending and, and those types of activities. But we also know we've got, um, you know, baby boomers who have retired and are sitting on, you know, retirement and cash and they've got money in the bank and, uh, you know, they want to get out and do some things differently. The, the funny thing about it is all of those different uh, generations and breakdowns, they all take their information differently. Sure. So we strategically market to them differently too. And the way we attract them into the community uh, you know, looks different with how we communicate to a baby boomer versus how we communicate to a Gen Zer. <laughs> totally different. But the bottom line is, um, we are tracking that you know that visitation to the site and to the community, and we know that it, it seems like Roswell is certainly a place that appeals to all of those different things. Um, and you know, it's it's interesting too. I think being on site and kind of active in the community, we're learning trends. Like, you know, so, some of these questions are repeat questions that everybody asks. So mm-hmm. we know, okay, this is a hot button. So we either need to figure out how to address it or be prepared to answer similar questions like that. So it's actually just the conversations that have taken place are really just good for us to have that firsthand, um, you know, hearing it directly from the, uh, the traveler's mouth. Uh, these are the things that they're, that are on their radar, you know, right. and we need to stay ahead of that and be aware of it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Terrific, terrific work, folks. Uh, Andy Williams, uh, Executive Director, Visit Roswell. Andy, wow, this has been a lot of fun. And congratulations on your success and uh, keep up the great work. Thanks, John. I really appreciate it. But before we let you go, I got to ask the most important question, which which is how folks can get in touch that would like to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so we're an open book, open door. Um, you know, the easiest access point is our website to learn about the destination specifically. That's visitroswellga.com. Uh, we're very active on social media. You can find us on Facebook if you search Visit Roswell, Georgia, with Georgia spelled out. Uh, Instagram is Visit Roswell, GA. And then, of course, um, direct email to me, A Williams at Visit Roswell, GA.com. Andy Williams, folks. Andy, thanks again. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder if you need a better idea for your team building exercise that doesn't involve uh, twisted ankles and broken bones, <laughs> well, try out ANS Culinary Concepts. Uh, they'll have you around a uh, stainless steel table seasoning meat and cutting up vegetables. And uh, that's safer as long as you know how to use that knife. And guess what? Uh, the executive chef over there, Andrew Traub and his team, they'll help you out. Um, 
give him a call, 678-336-9196, or go to their website, asculinaryconcepts.com, and check them out. I think you'll be glad you did. I've been over there several times, and it's a lot of fun. And just a quick reminder, North Fulton Business Radio is on all the major podcast apps. Uh, We're about to come up on six years of doing the show, and we're excited about celebrating that anniversary. If you have heard something on this show that makes you want to share the show, then please do that. Um, That's uh, how we uh, support the great guests and business leaders like Andy we have on the show. And it's not about me or Business Radio X. It's about them because we we exist to celebrate their great work. So if you would do that for us, we would appreciate it. So for my guest, Andy Williams, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.